tired. We don't want to even do this. Okay, cut that out. <laughs> We're both really We're tired. We're both really tired. So welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Thanks. I don't know, something in the air today. Yeah, I've been tired all day and I don't know why because I slept for probably nine hours last night. Yeah, I slept a lot too. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. So nevertheless, we're going to bring you content because we have many, many loyal listeners. (laughs) And many listeners who just listen because they hate us. Yeah. And we don't want to let them down. So (laughs) Well, we do. Yeah. We don't want to let them down. We don't want to give them any more reason to hate us by not producing any content. Right. We've only done one week where we didn't put out an episode and we don't want to do it again. Yeah. And it just fueled the hate. Yeah. I got I got hate letters for a week after for a week. <laughs> they were like, fuck COVID. You need to record an episode. They were like, you should have just given Jackie meth. <laughs> okay, so what are we talking about? First of all, what's your weekend like? How was celebrating your boyfriend's birthday? It was so fun. It was yeah. really fun. I like kind of went all out sort of mm-hmm. and I really wanted to make him a tiramisu cake. Uh-huh. He loves tiramisu. Really? I've never had and it. And I love tiramisu. I'll make you some. Oh my god, yes. Is it gluten-free? You can use gluten-free flour. It doesn't use flour. It's like ladyfingers. So, <gasps> oh no. But ladyfingers have gluten. Yeah. But I could make ladyfingers that are gluten-free, perhaps. Make them from scratch. Yeah. It was a really complicated recipe. Like, there was very few ingredients, but what you had to do with the ingredients were complicated. Mm-hmm. Like, so I did some great British baking magic shit. Wow. Yeah. And it ended up really good. And when we ate the cake, everyone like was like, this is so good. I can't believe you made this. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And there was another cake that his roommate made Mm -hmm. and they put a boiled egg in it. Really? (laughs) And served him a piece of that cake, which was really funny to watch. And then... I was like, was it a joke? It was a joke. Okay. But like not that many people ate that cake. And so then... There was just one boiled egg in it and they gave him the piece that had the egg. Yeah. And he ate it? Yeah, he did. And he didn't know? No, he, that there was an egg in it? No, he didn't. He did find the egg. He was like, why is there a boiled egg in this? (laughs) But the rest of the cake didn't have egg in it. The rest of the cake didn't have egg in it. But people were like traumatized already. Mixed egg, I'm sure. Sure, sure. Sure. (laughs) But he was, no, he wasn't traumatized. He will just eat anything. He'll just like pick up some grass and eat it sometimes. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I just want to see what it tasted like. Oh. It tastes like grass. My gosh. (laughs) So not that many people ate the other cake. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know how it started, but then they started shoving the cake in each other's faces. <gasps> the egg cake? The egg cake. Okay, I was like, they destroyed no, your not cake. My cake. No one no one destroyed my cake except for the fact that they like destroyed it by they eating it. They ate it, it. Yeah. sure. And so then there was a full-on food fight in the kitchen. Oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah, and it was crazy. What else? Was it just with cake? Yeah, just with cake. Oh, good. Yeah, I know, right? It was just, it was funny because we were literally talking about just like a few, like two days before that food fight. Like, I've, we've never been in a food fight and they like don't happen organically. I feel no, like. I've never been in a food yeah. fight. Never. Yeah, I can't, th- I can't think of a time where I've been in one. No. Yeah. There was a food fight at my school once, but I missed it. Oh, that's terrible I luck. <laughs> I was like, I went off campus for lunch or something and oh. I missed it and I was like, dang. And they were like, there was a food fight in the mm-hmm. cafeteria and you're like, I missed it. Yeah, I was so pissed, honestly. Oh. It was like a senior prank, I think. Yeah, other than that, really, like, it was just a super chill weekend. We just, like, went out to eat a bunch and mm-hmm. just hung out and enjoyed the nice weather. Yes, it was so, yeah, nice. so nice. And then last night I watched the movie Nomadland. Uh-huh. Have you seen that? Hmm. 
It's really it's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. I've seen yeah, I've seen like it. seen it on. It was so good. It was literally okay. So it makes me want to like quit my job right now yeah. and, and just go like around road trip around the U.S. Mm-hmm. again. But it was like a great reminder of like how many great places there are in this side of America. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I was looking up Badlands in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Only like only six hours away. Yeah, not far. Not far at all. Not far at all. Yeah. So how was your weekend? <clears throat> my weekend was good. I, well, actually, this week, what I was going to say is that I had such a nice week. I wasn't on deadline at work at all, which was, like, really great, so I didn't have to have any, like, late nights, but I got up every single day of the week and worked out in the morning before work. So nice. No way. Felt amazing. Can you believe that? Every day? Every day, except for Friday. I woke up with, like, a terrible headache. Hmm. I don't know if it was allergies or something, maybe? Maybe. I woke up and my head was pounding, and I was like... It felt like I was hungover, but I hadn't drank all week. So it was you like super weird. You haven't drank all week. That's good. I didn't drink any night this week. What? Last or last week. Like during yeah. the week, I've been trying not to like drink on weeknights because I just can't like get up and work the next day. And it's, it's obviously expensive. So no, I didn't drink at all until Friday night. But also every day I was going on walks because it was so nice out. So every day on my lunch, I went on a walk for like 30 minutes and walked like two miles. Mm-hmm. And I got some sun. I got a little bit of a tan. You can see under my Apple watch. Barely. Wow. See how white that is? Yeah. Anyway. Um, so that was so fun. And then on Friday, I I got super wine drunk and watched the Billie Eilish documentary. Oh. Fantastic. It's on Apple TV. Super good. Highly recommend. That's my wreck of the week. Mm-hmm. And so if you have Apple TV, you can watch it. If not, uh, try to be less broke. Yeah. If not, maybe you should get Apple TV. <laughs> um, no, but Paige got it for free for some reason. So that was fun. And then yesterday I went down to Elizabeth and <laughs> hung out with my sister and her husband. But that's it. Pretty pretty lazy weekends overall. Yeah, I was just chilling, really. I just got far too drunk one night. And then when I went down yesterday, we also drank a little bit more. But I went to bed early, so I don't know why I'm so tired. Probably just because I, I went to bed really late on Friday night. Yeah, me too. I went to bed at like 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah, and I drank a lot. Yeah, I was trashed. I had probably yeah. two bottles of wine. Well, here we are. Oh, also, I'm out of appendicitis. Yeah. Just as, a, as a side note. Well, I've been having so a pain. Your, but it's on your left side, not your right side. But it's my right side, so that's what I'm worried about. Maybe I have appendicitis. It's on the left side in my lower abdomen. I have no idea what it is. It's been hurting for like three days. If anyone is a doctor and knows. Mm-hmm. Place your bets on how long she's going to live for. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> At least we'll get this fire episode out before then. <laughs> Yeah, this fire episode. Oh, All right, God. so today okay. we're just gonna we're just gonna wing it. We're just gonna wing it. We're just gonna oh. talk about. Um, well, today we're gonna talk about something that's been on my mind a little bit, and since neither of us are going through one right now, we thought that it would be a good time to approach the subject. We're gonna be talking about breakups. So we're gonna be talking about <laughs> breaking up with someone, being broken up with, and how those differ. Mm-hmm. I have been through more breakups than I can count. Um, I'm very easily broken up with. (laughs) Jackie's like, people love breaking up with me. People love to break up with me. But then also people love to be obsessed with me. And And then you have to break up with them. Hmm. Well, I basically just am a serial dater. So that results in a lot of um, breakups. A lot of experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know. Mm -hmm. That's fine. You have a lot of experience with it. I do have a lot of experience. And I will say that from my first breakup, 
to this one. Wait, I'm not going to go to my last one. <laughs> to this one with my current boyfriend. So sorry to that man. This is how he's finding I'm done with you. No, just kidding. Jackie's like, I just need everyone's advice because I'm going to break up with my boyfriend. Don't. It's fine. He doesn't listen I'm just to this kidding. podcast. I'm bringing Are you because serious? I, because he doesn't listen to this podcast. No, I don't. He doesn't listen to any podcast. So oh, I okay. Like, I don't expect you to listen to mine just because we're dating. No. That'd be... But imagine bad. if he listens to this. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna, I'll just give it a shot. And then it's this one. Oh. He's like, oh, no. 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 I really don't want to break up. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> um, okay, well, what, what do you want to talk about first? Maybe, like, how to know when a relationship has run its course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where you do feel it. If you're listening to your gut, you totally feel like you know when a relationship has run its course. Mm-hmm. Even if you're the one being broken up with, sometimes you, you can, can still feel yeah, it. Yeah, you can still feel it. It's like you don't want it to end, mm-hmm. but you're like, I, c- I felt it coming too. Yeah. And then yeah. sometimes you don't. Yeah, sometimes it's just like too. complete shock. So yeah. I think like if you know that you're going to be broken up with versus like the shock, there's different things that you have to cope with, but it can be equally as hard, I think. Yeah, yeah. But if you're the one who like, you're like, I know the relationship has run its course and I just want to move on. I think a lot of people might say, just don't prolong it. But to be honest, I don't think I agree with that. I'm not saying that you should like drag it out forever. Mm-hmm. But I think that there is really a best time to do things. You just really want to be sure of the best time. And if it's the right decision to break up. Yeah, like, like sure of your decision. Yeah, sure of your Definitely. decision. And also of what you're going to say and how you're going to do it. Right, because you want to be mm-hmm. sensitive to that person. And like yeah. sometimes it's not the right time. Or sometimes you don't know for sure. Like I think I've... I have a friend who won't be named who sometimes has uh, ended relationships very swiftly and it just like all of a sudden they're like, yeah, I broke up with this person. And I'm like, oh my God, where did that even come from? And then a couple weeks later, they're like, I really regret that. Like I really miss this person. I kind of wish I hadn't done that. Like it was just really spontaneous in the moment. Like I thought I wanted it to be over and I don't know that I really did. And then they kind of have had to live with some bit of regret but I think so I think you're right when you say like it shouldn't be like you know the relationships run its course for months and months and you're just like you don't want to hurt that person like I know it's easier said than done but it's worse for someone to find out and be like oh you wanted this to end for a long time and Mm -hmm. like what it all what what were all these other times for but if you look at it from both sides like that person probably loves you probably doesn't want to hurt you doesn't want to you know so it's like there's a lot more that goes into it. It's not black and white, but I think there is, like you said, a right time. And there's also, there's also an amount of time that like you shouldn't keep prolonging right. it just because you're, you don't want to hurt them or something. It's like, you have to have the conversation. Otherwise you're miserable. They're going to be even more hurt probably. And it's just not really fair to either of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a right time, but I also want to say that there's never a perfect time. No, like it's yeah. no matter like if you're waiting for like, oh, this person is in a really good place. I left. It'd be fine. That's not going to happen. Right. No, it's going to no matter who's doing the breaking up, who's getting broken up with. Like it's hard for everybody in the situation mm-hmm. because it is a huge change and it is painful. Even if you're the one breaking up with them, like sure, you might be like, OK, I knew that was right. But like it still hurts. That person was still so special to you in most cases. It's still hard, even if you're mm-hmm. the one doing it. Yeah. And you also have to cope with the loss mm-hmm. of them even if even though you like maybe you know that you don't want it yeah it's like maybe you were prepared mm-hmm. yeah you still have to you still have to navigate this new 
type of life because your life does change a lot when you don't have a partner and like a lot changes about your life and you're having to kind of do things alone that you didn't do alone before or like your life is going now in a different trajectory than it was before potentially. The future is going to be more unknown. Mm -hmm. Um, I dated someone for three years and we lived together for like two Mm -hmm. of them and for a decent amount of it I didn't want to be with him. I knew that the relationship would eventually not work but the reason why it was really hard to end it was because my friends and family were so invested in it and thought that we were going to be together forever Mm -hmm. and we had assets together like a car and our money was kind of tied up in similar places Mm -hmm. and it's just like when they're when you're so tangled up I think it's really hard to feel like you can even separate yourself from that Mm -hmm. but there absolutely is you could yeah you could be People get divorced. Yeah, people, people with get divorced, kids get yeah. divorced. I mean, that's as basically as tangled up as you can be as you have children together. Yeah, but sometimes if it's not right and you know it's not right and you're not happy, then it's what needs to be done. And I found that the only way that I could kind of rationalize it and actually get to a point where I was like, this is over, I'm sorry, was the longer I did it, the harder it would be to untangle, for one thing. Sure. And then two, I didn't have to untangle in one day you know? Yeah. I think you think like once it's over, it's over. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. when you've been together that long and you have so many things, it's not like you guys had some sort of like crazy screaming match, like type of abusive relationship or anything, you know? So it's like, you still, you might be like, yeah, relationship is over, but like we still have things to figure out and we still have to be like amicable Mm -hmm. with each other. You know what I mean? Yep. And it took like months to really like, I feel like close the relationship Mm -hmm. and it was really messy of course, because it took a while and we like respected each other. I think it ended up being a pretty amiable. Yeah. Amicable relationship. What's the right word? I I don't know. (laughs) Um, I can't always get those ones. I do too. I think they're similar, but it's like not exactly the same. Yeah, I know. (laughs) The the other thing I want to say is that one thing that really was daunting to me was telling people that we were broken up I was like I can't deal with telling people and it's hard to be like I did it Mm -hmm. it's like but it's also sucks to say you got broken up with you know it's like either one is hard but people it's so much easier to tell people like oh I got broken like and they're like oh that sucks sucks." for me it's like I ended things yeah and they're like oh my god why you know like that is harder and you have to explain yourself a lot more and justify your actions Mm -hmm. and some of that what I eventually found was that I could do it on my own pace and that was totally fine and I didn't need to tell everyone that day. No. I could, what I kind of did was I told one person in my life a day and then I would be like, okay, I did that one person today and I can move on and deal with my own pain because it's just like when you're dealing with other people's like shock of like something ending like that, a really long relationship, I think it's so hard to deal with like their questions while also like dealing with your own questions yeah it's like you're still going through something really hard and then they want to know what's going on and they want to understand because they were in some way invested yeah like all my friends were their friends and right and that's hard Mm -hmm. when you have a lot of like similar friends and that another thing that was really hard to navigate for me that I've only recently maybe started understanding better is how to give closure Mm -hmm. and get closure but we're just going to talk about giving closure right now. I think it's really important for people to give closure in the relationship. If you're dating someone for more than a month or two, I think that means you probably care about them enough to want to make sure that they get closure and get their questions answered. And I think that can go, it can go south when 
you can tell the other person just doesn't want it to end. And so they're like, right. you know, they're, they don't ever feel closure because they just don't want it to close. Yeah, like they're not ready to even accept the closure. Right, exactly. So that can be difficult, but I think that the best way to give closure can be one, answering all their questions Two, being as straight up as you possibly can, saying like, I don't want this is super helpful because there's so many people who haven't given me closure where I felt like the one question I want to know is like, how did they actually feel? Like, were they just telling me what they wanted me to hear or did they really not, you know, did they really not want it or did, are they just super conflicted? Like, right. I, I don't want to be left with all these questions. No. And I think it's out of respect for you or out of respect for whoever somebody is breaking up with, you should do what you can to give that person closure i think it's a little it can be in some not in every case of course but in some cases i think not giving closure on purpose can be a little manipulative because it's like maybe you want to leave that door you want to leave the door open exactly that's what it is and again it's not black and white like i think it is hard but sometimes like i think people don't give closure when they break up with someone because they're like I did want it to end. I don't want to be in a long-term relationship with this person, but I also, like, don't want to close the door for whatever reason. Yeah. Maybe they're just like, oh, I don't feel ready right now, but maybe I will in the future. But I just think... But it's like, if you wanted that relationship to end, you have to give that person the chance to move forward. Yeah. And move on with their life. I mean, I think that that's only fair, and I've seen it happen many times with a ton of my friends and stuff who it's like oh yeah we broke up but he broke up with me but he still calls me but this and that and you're Mm -hmm. just like that is not fair of that person to do it's that's the opposite of closure that's that's leading them on that's keeping the door cracked that's you know heal completely yeah yeah and I, I was just talking to someone recently about how giving closure has to be done very immediately after the relationships ended but it's that's the hardest time to give it because you are like hurt that you're ending this for someone you are still kind of attached to them so you don't want to completely close the door but if you wait six months or however long of time to really like approach it again and be like hey like this is what happened it's not the same you know it's not and I think it is hard because you're like in the moment neither of you even really want that closure like right in the moment of course but Mm -hmm. I think giving it like a couple weeks could be like a good time I mean you can't obviously it's like case by case obviously everybody's different but just something of saying like maybe we can have like a real conversation because emotions are just so high when you're having that conversation that initial Mm -hmm. breakup that maybe you can come back later and say like okay what really happened like what really went wrong you've both had time to think about it like but you're like you said if it's six months down the road a year down the road and it's like well I've already dealt with those emotions and those questions and and I've given myself an answer that I've needed to move forward and and now your answer just opens up wounds that right make it harder now I'm gonna have to re redeal with it basically because maybe maybe what I thought was the issue wasn't yeah no I think you're right because when you're really emotional the closure isn't going to be true closure because there's just yeah you can't do it in the moment you can't you know do it the next day I mean you can't I mean I don't know you know it's 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 going to be different but but in almost every relationship that I've been in that you know ended I feel like the best closure comes like a few weeks later Mm -hmm. yeah when you had some time and space Mm -hmm. from it but it's not so far removed that like you've already had to fully move on without them giving you anything I think it's important to know if you're breaking up with somebody that you should give them closure like you said you should ask them is there any questions you have but also if they are just wanting to basically deny that the relationship is over or they're just they just keep saying I just don't understand I just don't understand it's like at that point you have to say 
you have to basically set a boundary, I think, and mm-hmm. just say like, this is how I feel. Yeah. This is where I'm at. I know I, you don't understand, I but I don't want this anymore. Yeah. And I, and I would love to answer any more questions. I'd love to talk more about it, but like that person might need more time to accept it. That person might need more time to, I don't know. I think there's definitely cases where the person is just like, I can't accept that this is over. And I think that can happen too, to people who are younger. Once you become, once you start to become more secure in yourself as a person, as you get older, it is a lot easier to, I think, say like, okay, I accept that they don't want to be with me, you know, mm-hmm. but it's still hard. Yeah, it is. And I think it's a good to remember that you don't really owe them anything. I mean, if you give them closure, it's because you care about them and you care sure. about the relationship and what it brought to you. But at a certain point, yeah, you don't owe them anything and you owe yourself everything. So, yeah, that happiness yeah. that you maybe didn't have with that person. Or- so be respectful and give them closure and try not to do anything that would hurt them more than is necessary. But it's so important to know that hurting someone is a part of ending a relationship. People are going to get hurt. There's no possible way to have a painless breakup. No. Yeah, and if it is painless, that means you're probably not dealing with your emotions. Yeah, or, or you the just relationship like wasn't important to you in yeah, the first place. Exactly. Or you're a sociopath. Well, some people are. Some people are. We also want to talk a little bit about being broken up with, which is probably, I don't know, like it, it seems like it's the worst feeling. Oh, I, it sucks either way, but like when you don't know it's coming, especially <laughs> is when it's really tough and you really had no idea that like, I mean, not even, not even if you just like got blindsided, but even if you thought like, okay, things are rough right now, but like, I didn't think the relationship was going to end, you know, you're kind of, you're still in shock and you're still like, I don't know really like where to go from this point. And so I think we just want to talk about like some different coping mechanisms or like even experiences that we've had. That's like, how, how have we dealt with it in the past versus now? And how, how your coping mechanisms change over time mm-hmm. or how you think you might react differently based on like when you were young versus now. And yeah, the more you're broken up with, actually, the easier it gets. I'm yeah. sure, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I have not dated a lot of people. I've dated one person. <laughs> and it's like in that situation I was broken up with, I don't know how I would handle it now. But I think it would be a lot different because I'm just a completely different person than I was at that time. Way more independent. Yeah, 100%. I mean, when I was broken up with originally, like, it was my, this person was my first love. Like, he was my best friend. When we broke up, I didn't really see it coming. And so there is that, like, shock. There is that you kind of wake up, like, the next day and you're just like, I don't know, like, what to do all of a sudden. And when you were, like, I mentioned in the episode that we, um, when we talked about anxiety, I was also really dependent on this person. And so you also start to think like, how do I, how do I go on without this person? What do I do? Because my life was so centered around them. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, especially when you're young, especially when it's like your first love, that person, you know, and you're just kind of like, I have no idea how to move forward from this. And it feels really like yeah it's like very it just shakes you up a lot and it's not the same as like someone passing away or something like that's totally different where you just like can't there's definitely like a grieving but there is a grieving process yeah Yeah, like we obviously would never want to say that that's Mm -hmm. the same and everyone knows that but it's like but also i mean i think it's it's like it's like the next worst thing after like losing someone completely right because it just does feel so like it's a loss i mean you do grieve it there's you can grieve other things that aren't death it's a 
it's a huge loss. Mm -hmm. And I think you don't realize it at first, but you do go through like the whole, you know, Mm -hmm. basically five stages of grief, I think. Totally. I think you do too. And it is scary. I mean, you, especially when you are young and even now I'm sure, but like when you're young, especially you kind of think like you have this mindset of like, I don't even know how to be alone. Mm -hmm. Like when I, when I went through a breakup, I was like, I have no idea even how to be like my own person. I don't even know who I am. Like I just graduated high school basically. I mean, I'm just starting college. I'm just starting to figure out like who I am on my own. And that can be, I think that can be really tough. I think, like I said, as you get older, you start to be more secure in yourself. You start to know yourself more. You start to be okay with being alone and you have kind of a life outside of that. Right. It's like you, it probably does get to a point where it's like, yeah, it still really sucks, but you can kind of pull yourself back up a little easier. But I think regardless, it's still, you still have those initial feelings of like really not knowing what to do, not knowing how to navigate going forward because all of a sudden the path that you are on has been completely changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So initially it's just a shock of like having to remind yourself that you're not dating that person anymore and that they don't want to be with you. And it's almost like every time you remember, it's like getting broken up with again. Mm-hmm. And like, I think to deal with the shock, it's almost, it's so hard to process that I think you should give yourself like maybe a little bit of time each day to process it. But then if you just keep processing it, it's just so tiring. I think it's just better to distract yourself mm-hmm. for a lot of it. You do want to process it, but pro- over-processing, I think, can just lead to fatigue and yeah. depression. and Just like getting burnt out, basically, so burnt out. on like trying to process your own emotions. And-, and stuff. I think it would be good if you were to like wake up and write down everything you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Go about your day and distract yourself completely. And then before you go to sleep, do the same thing. Yeah, write like, down what you're thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just let yourself like feel what you're feeling throughout the day. Like You're still going to think about it. It's still going to mm-hmm. be hard. But if you can try to get back into a routine of what you were doing before you were with this person. I mean, a big thing for me that I... Actually, sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. I was just going to say that I think it's better to maybe create a different routine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think kind of where I was like going was like thinking about there was a time in my life before I was dating this mm-hmm. person, before I knew this person maybe. And that is good to think about and think I was okay then mm-hmm. and I'm going to be okay now. And then like you said, creating a new routine, starting something that's a little different because you want to, I mean, in some cases, I think you want to have this kind of like clear definitive line of like, yeah. I'm going to, yeah. And now I'm not. And now my life is different and yeah. I am going to have different routines. And I think like when you're dating someone, especially for a long time, everything you do in a way reminds you you have yeah is somehow like centered around them and yeah not centered but you know it's like they're probably there for a lot of your life events there you're with them a ton you spend most of your time with Mm -hmm. them so like picking up like a new like hobby or doing something different that you don't usually do that's one of the only ways where you're like i'm not being reminded of them right now and you might be thinking about them but like you're not going to associate that hobby with them right it's like something totally new and i think that is a super good way to like kind of not like totally throw yourself into something totally new because I think you might just start thinking like it, you're just jumping I'm just yeah like I'm just trying to, to jump next, to the next thing to not think about the last thing but like think about something that you've always wanted to do that you never did because you didn't have the time or like whatever well now you have all this free time because you're not spending it with this person and 
you can start doing that and that can be for you. And I think the biggest thing is to think about what am I going to do for me? Because it's also super easy to get wrapped up in doing things when, when you get broken up with, like doing things that you think could potentially make that person want to be with you. Like I definitely got wrapped up in that, especially being, I think I was 19. Like I was young. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want this person to want me back. Right. And so, so be interested in I'm going to do, in. yeah. Or like, I'm going to do certain things or I'm going to post certain things. Like that's such a big thing. Or like, obviously there's the quintessential, quintessential, like girls dyeing their hair, girls, whatever, mm-hmm. getting a piercing or like a tattoo or something right after, because they're like, I need this change but then it's like you want that other person to see it yeah back to like processing i think that you you will process it a little bit over every day but yeah over processing is not good you don't want to jump completely into something else like work or school or something like that because then you won't process it enough i think um if you're just completely trying to forget about it and then once you do once your body kind of like forces you to process it Mm -hmm. i feel like your body can't hold on to that no it can't it's like for that long yeah it's totally the like common thing that everyone says that you don't really hear until it happens to you is that time heals I remember when I went through a breakup and everyone was like yeah but then eventually like it's not gonna hurt and I'm like it literally is going to hurt forever like I thought that because it hurts so bad yeah. in the moment and you don't have like anything to compare it to. right yeah. right like especially your first like really bad breakup it's like we went through a second breakup and it was not mm-hmm. anywhere near as bad. I mean, I don't even think I really grieved it a ton. Like, I think we we both knew the relationship has run its course and that's different too. And I think, but when it's your first breakup and it's this person that you love and like... Yeah, you don't know. And then like people also say things like, oh, there's plenty of fish in the sea. And you're like, I right. want that fish. I want this person. Like, it's not, that yeah. doesn't, that's not making me feel any better. Yeah. And eventually you start to realize like, yeah, there's a ton of great people out there. Maybe you date someone else and you're like okay yeah like there's a lot of really great Mm -hmm. people out there it's just you're just not in a place to even think about that no another thing I was gonna say like about like processing it every time I have a new breakup I think like okay I will get over this now like I have that thought Mm -hmm. Um, because you've done it before yeah Yeah. I've done it before but like even like the last time I was broken up with it was really really hard on me because I was also really depressed at the time so it was like really hard to process those emotions at a time when like my brain was also like I want to be numb mm-hmm. uh, you're depressed you know so I found that I couldn't I didn't even have the strength to like just write things down but one thing that really helped me get through it it's so weird too voice memos to myself were extremely helpful during that time because telling myself something over and over again and hearing myself listen to it and talking it over with myself because I felt like I didn't really know how to talk it over with other people was so helpful so I would just say I would just for like 30 minutes talk into my voice memos and then listen to it the next day and like kind of like feel those feelings again and then have it bring up new emotions and new questions and this breakup I had no closure and just so many questions and I felt like I couldn't reach out to him to get closure Um, so I had to kind of give it to myself and I did that by like self-soothing, soothing with, with voice notes and also like saying to myself, like, don't worry, like it'll get better every day, like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And not like forcing myself to get over it, but just like trying to process the emotions that I had. So I don't know if that like helps anyone, but that was a really good thing that helped me through it. And 
it's amazing how much you telling yourself something can like really impact you. Yeah, no, I think that that's a great idea. I love that you said that. And it's also good if you are, if you need to remember your grocery list, but you don't want to write it down. Right. Good call. Yeah. You just like keep playing it over and over in your headphones at the store. <laughs> You're like, wait, oh, wait. <laughs> You're like, oh, honestly, pretty good. I think kind of the last thing that people will do to cope with being broken up with is rebounding. Mm-hmm. And I don't even want to say that it's bad or good. Like I think sometimes that is helpful to people. I think you always end up probably feeling like that didn't make me feel better, but sometimes it can feel good in the mm-hmm. moment and it's just part of your healing. I don't know. Like Re- I haven't rebounding can look kind of different though. Like it can yeah, it can to everyone. Like for some people rebounding is just the same as like maybe getting back on a dating app and just like talking mm-hmm. to someone. Sure. Yeah. Or like going out to a bar and hooking up with someone. Like it's different. Yeah. There's a range for me it's like helpful just to go on a date with someone mm-hmm. and like not really have it go any further just like go on a date yeah and just That's really helpful. kind of just to show yourself like hey I can still find somebody else like yeah. you can get to know someone else I think the one of the hardest parts of a breakup no matter who's doing it who's doing the breaking up is that you don't want to have to like get to know somebody mm-hmm. else and like get to that intimate place with another person because it does take a long time and it does take work and you're like I was at that place with that person and yeah. now I have to do it again. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have the energy. Yeah. And you might feel like that at first. But then once you start going on dates, you might realize, oh, it's actually kind of fun to get to know people. Mm-hmm. And I get to kind of, like, redefine myself in a different way. Yeah. If you like. You yeah. Know? Yeah, exactly. Like, you can kind of start becoming this person you always want to be. Like, I think another thing that can happen, like, when I was young and I was in this serious relationship or long term, I guess, I found myself getting lost in this person or like getting lost in the thing that they liked. Not that they were, not that it was anything bad. It was just like, it wasn't me fully. And I remember kind of promising myself, like, I'm never going to let that happen again. Not that this, not that he was a bad person at all. Like he's not, it was just, it wasn't true to myself. It was true to what I thought that he wanted me to be. And that was probably part of the downfall of the relationship. But I think once you get out of that, you can start being like, oh, I can like these things that I like I can do these things that I want to do and you start going on these other dates and you can kind of redefine yourself and work more towards getting back to who you are and in that in doing that you do become more independent you do become more self-assured you do become more confident because you start to discover who you really are and you, you know do be okay yes you do be okay <laughs> you do be okay <laughs> and it's true like you always think I'm not gonna be okay I'm not gonna recover and you do you just yeah, do. You always do. You, Time, you have to. Yeah, I mean, your body won't allow you to not. Yeah, it just happens. Just like really anything, the more you become acquainted with something, the less unknown and scary it feels. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even like pain gets old. Right. Even like hurting and yearning for someone gets old. Yeah, you're just like, uh, you get to a point where you don't hate that person mm-hmm. or maybe you do, I don't know. But like, you're you're just kind of like, I'm okay. I've accepted it and I'm okay with it. And then you look back years later and you're like, yeah, I, I look back on that time fondly and you don't, you know, you don't feel that pain though anymore. You're just kind of like, yeah, that was a different chapter in my life. Mm -hmm. Really when it comes to being broken up with, it's just like allowing yourself to feel sad, allowing yourself to heal, but like not really forcing it because I don't really think you can force. I think it just takes Mm -hmm. the time that it takes and if it's been years, I don't know, go see a therapist or something like that. Sure, but, like but that. Like, if but it's that been also, longer than what people think, like it, you're on your own clock. Yeah, exactly. Like There's if you no feel like it's any time. Sure, and if you feel like it's a problem, like 
I need to get over this person. I have some sort of like obsessive tendency where I like can't let it go or something, you know, like short, like maybe you should talk to someone, but, or maybe you just haven't gotten enough closure. Right. It's like, but that would be, I mean, you know, like you said, like years or something where you're Mm -hmm. like, I just have never like (laughs) gone over it, which is like no shame to anybody. It's just typically you, you won't care anymore. But if it's like, if you're still so hung up on it, like maybe there is a reason, like maybe you do Mm -hmm. need to, maybe it's something going on with like your more emotional health. Maybe you really aren't giving yourself the ability to process it, like the time to process it, maybe you just keep pushing it down. I think though, yeah, I think if it's like been more than a year, definitely like reassess how you're dealing with it. Mm -hmm. If you're still like, I really wish that this person was in my life and I haven't gone over this person, I would say like reassess how you're dealing with it. Yeah, or like who you're surrounding yourself with, you know, are you isolating or are Mm -hmm. you letting these people Mm -hmm. who love you surround you and lift you back up? Because I think that's a huge thing is like going through a breakup, Mm -hmm. you people want to be there for you and they care about you, your friends and your family. And a lot of times, especially at the beginning, you're just like, I want to be with this one person. I miss this person. I want to be with them. Sure, it's fine to like hang out with my friends and like, okay, whatever. But you're like, the whole time you're just like, I just wish I was with this person. And I think that was a huge thing I learned. Like I started being like, these people want to be around me. Mm -hmm. These people want to support me. These people love me and they want to be there for me. And this other person doesn't and that's okay you know it, that's that's how a relationship goes because it's not the same as a friendship it's not the same as your family like if it ends it ends and allowing that other love to come into your life no it can't fill that hole like that's something different emotional I mean it's like a different feeling romantic love versus friendship love but just allowing that love to come in and not shutting it out not isolating like is going yeah. to help you feel like not so alone, not so isolated or, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also feel like that hole can be filled with other types of love. It's just like, because it maybe doesn't like fit perfectly, doesn't feel the same. It's harder, but it can, like I felt so fulfilled by friends love Mm -hmm. and people caring about me and stuff like that when I've had like that hole and eventually like felt like it was really filled up. Yeah. It just like took longer and it was a little bit more work to fill yeah or like being filled by something you love doing you know yeah stuff like that so when you're working through it it's just it's important to let yourself like feel loved and reach out to people who you know can give it to you Mm -hmm. and who want to and who Mm want to support you and lift you up during that time and just like surround you and be there for you Mm -hmm. like let it happen because it might not feel like it's the same or it might not feel like it's going to fill the hole. Like you said, like it's not exactly the same or it's not the same fit, but it is going to make you feel fulfilled and feel loved when in a time when, especially when you get broken up with, you don't feel, you feel unloved. You feel very like low. And I think it's, it's good to like let other people in and mm-hmm. be able to help with that. Yeah, exactly. When you're like getting closure from that person, it's really important that you like allow the other person to say how they really feel and not to like lead them into questions that are going to make them want to like spare your feelings because even though you might they might be sparing your feelings now it's ultimately going to make it harder to move on later so like asking really upfront questions like to did you just decide recently that you didn't want to be with me or like did you not see this relationship going any further what were some of the things that made you come to that realization instead of like are you sure you don't want to be with me right like manipulative kind of questions because you're not gonna get a real answer Mm -hmm. and 
as much as it's going to suck to hear the truth, because the truth is that person didn't want to be with you. And there is probably something that's not working for them. And that's okay. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you, but it can be good to hear those things and say, okay, like maybe, maybe there's something that I can work on. Not Mm -hmm. for this person, just for myself, for the future, Mm -hmm. like whatever. There's so many different cases. Or maybe it really just, the relationship wasn't right. Yeah. Like you weren't supposed to be together. Right with someone else, but Mm -hmm. if they didn't feel like it's right, then it it wasn't right. Both people have to feel like it's right for it to be. Yeah, exactly. And so it might not even have like, I mean, you know, it might not even be something that's so personal. They just like didn't feel like it was right. And they don't, might, might not even have all the answers right now. And I think that's another thing that if you get broken up with, you have to accept that that person might not even know exactly why they didn't want to be with you. It just mm-hmm. didn't feel right to them. And that's a good enough answer, which yeah. sometimes sucks, but it's... Yeah, but as long as they say, I just didn't want to be with right. you. Right, as long you know? as hopefully they're, you know, going to be truthful because it's not like they have anything to lose. It's not like mm-hmm. you have anything... It's not like either of you have anything to lose, so why not just be honest? Yeah. And then you can really mm-hmm. fully feel everything and get through everything. Mm-hmm. I just also want to say something about closure. I think that when you don't have closure, or even when you do, and you just really care about someone, you often find yourself checking their social media constantly mm-hmm. after a breakup. I just remember how, you know, when last time I got broken up with and I didn't have any answers, I would check their their social media multiple times a day mm-hmm. and all the time, all the time yeah. to see if it would give me any clues to how they're feeling. And the thing is, it never did. Never one time was like, this makes sense. You know, this helps. Like, and I'm not saying that don't check it because it's like really hard to stop that impulse. But try to say like, try to ask yourself like, do I need to check it? I just checked it. Maybe I don't need to check it again right now. Just Mm -hmm. like try and get it to be less frequent as much as possible. And then eventually one day you'll just find, oh, I didn't check it today. Right, totally. Because it can become like, so obsessive yeah where you're just like i can't stop Mm -hmm. checking it or like if they start dating someone new you're like i cannot stop looking at this person's Mm -hmm. social media like yeah remind yourself that social media is never the full picture and it's never it never indicates how something someone is dealing with something it never indicates how someone actually is it never indicates what they're doing day to day they're dealing with it. And if they're not dealing with it, that's none of your business, not your problem. Right, exactly. If they are dealing with it, that's none of your business, not your problem either. Yeah. yeah, and they're not, likely they're not going to post about how they're dealing with it. And if they do, it's going to be directed to you seeing it. Yeah. And then it's still probably not even truthful, you know? Or it's going to hurt you. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, there's no reason. And of course, it's like, we're not going to probably stop doing it. Like, but it's it's good to have some sort of control on it and mm-hmm. be like I can't look at this every hour like they if I want to get answers from them I'll have to ask and if they want to give them to me they will and if not they won't and like mm-hmm. you just have to accept those things because otherwise it does become like obsessive where you're just like I can't stop checking it I can't stop looking at it I can't stop seeing like what they're doing and it's like they're just posting things with the thought that you're going to see it probably yeah. like that's or, just what, or they're they don't care at all and then either way it's like either way it's not going to feel good it's not going to give you any answers no true that's the bottom line yeah. is it's not going to give you any answers and i think that it's just maybe hurting you because it's just giving you constant definitely. reminders so the only way to not do that and not give them the urges is just to try to not have the urges by distracting yourself with something else mm-hmm. like if you're like hanging out with friends you're not going to be on social media anyways you're not checking their me- social media so hang out with friends as much as you can do stuff that gets you away from your phone I would just put my phone in a different room in a different part of the house completely like 
put my phone upstairs when I'm downstairs. And then once I go upstairs, put it downstairs. Yeah. Like, it was kind of bad because I would miss texts and calls and stuff from other people. But if I ever got on my phone, I would just obsessively check it, you know? And right. And thinking about, over, like... Yeah. Thinking yeah. about it more. So exactly. it was just better to just not be near my phone for a while. Mm-hmm. And just even setting those boundaries with yourself and saying, like, I'm not going to check this person's thing. If you have to unfollow them, unfollow them. If you have to delete them from your social media mm-hmm. where to the point block them so you can't see their stuff like okay yeah, you know and just like whatever I mean it's not it's up to you how you deal with it and not up to them and so if you need to do these things where you don't mm-hmm. interact with them you don't see mm-hmm. their stuff that's not even doesn't even have to be negative towards them it's for you yeah as long as it really is for you and like you're not just trying to like not, spite them yeah exactly like I mean I definitely in the past have like blocked people in a way to like hurt them sure you know yeah and like regretted doing that so definitely if you block them do it because it's for you and not because or like maybe they're trying to reach out to you and it's just hurting you yeah or something like that like I had to block someone because someone who ended things would just reach out and like say like I miss you I want to come see you and but they were always drunk when they did it and they didn't actually have good intentions so I had to block them mm-hmm. you know so stuff like that it's like think about your own mental health and block them if necessary but not out of spite yeah just like if you feel like for you even unfollowing is good like yeah you can still go to their page but it's like it's like three extra steps to like really get there yeah and we want to talk a little bit about like mutual friends I guess yeah like when you have mutual friends that can be really hard too is if you if you share a lot of friends and you really like those friends you know you might lose some of those friends or it might be hard to be with them because you're always with the other person when you're with them Mm mm-hmm that's definitely hard. Yeah. I think we've both experienced that. I think yeah. that we kind of met because of like we the like met we were dating. Yeah. So and I remember just like a really hard time when you know all of the friends that I made in college through that person didn't want to be my friend anymore after yeah. we were broken up except for like you. Right. And like that that same thing happened to me too. And that was before we lived together. But it was like. Not that they didn't want to be friends with me. It was just that they all hung out and they would all hang out without me only. Yeah. And so then I would like have to see them somewhere on campus and they'd all be together and I would just like be alone. And I that's that was really the first time that I started being like, I'm going to have to enjoy my own company and I am my own person and I can go to the dining hall alone and see them all sitting together at a table and I'll go sit alone. And like, mm-hmm. that's okay. You know, it it didn't feel good all the time, but I I really started to become so acquainted like with myself and so much more independent and confident and stronger and that didn't feel good but like sometimes that happens and Mm -hmm. it's so terrible because especially in college when it's like yeah that's how you meet all your friends and all of a sudden you're like oh I've been like executed from this group yeah I think how I dealt with it was yes like becoming you know your own friend and enjoying your own company but another thing was I would. I just started joining a lot of different groups. Mm-hmm. You know? I remember yeah. that. I yeah. like started doing improv, and I joined like this honors fraternity, and that was like, like so good for you. I yeah. felt like oh, it was so much better. I made all new friends that mm-hmm. I just like threw myself into a different activity, but then also made friends during it. And I think mm-hmm. like joining a club of any type or just like doing an, a something with like a group with similar interests. I think that's mm-hmm. the best way to make friends in totally. general. Yeah. So like that's like such a good way to do it even if you're like an adult mm-hmm. there's still like book clubs you can join yeah you can take classes like 
just like to learn just mm-hmm. a skill or something like that and you can easily make friends especially i don't know like living in colorado it's so easy to make friends people just mm-hmm. come to you at the park start talking to you for like 30 minutes and you're literally your friends. yeah i think maybe the only thing left to talk about is like is it do you think that people can be friends after um do i <laughs> actually yes i do but it's a it's a specific case like mm-hmm. With this one person that I dated, that's not a secret. I was really good friends with him before. We were we've known each other since elementary school. We were friends for a long time. We dated, and then we always kind of stayed friends. And I think for a while, there's a difference. Like, for a long time, we were friends, but like, one like one or both of us were still hurting. The boundaries weren't explicitly stated of like what's going on, and we ended up having a full conversation about like what is it that we really see from this? Like, what are we actually doing? And since then, I feel like we've had such a good friendship. And I think that a lot of people think that it's weird. Um, I think it's a really specific case though. And so you, so it wouldn't make sense for a lot of people to be friends and be like, yeah, this is normal. We hang out. We're just like friends. Mm -hmm. And so I think when I say that to people, I'm like, oh, I was hanging out with him. People think that that's super weird. And I'm just like, that's fine. You can think that, but I like hanging out with him and we've always been friends. So it's like, I think that's different if it's just like someone you met and you, and your first relationship with them was a romantic one. Mm-hmm. It can be, I think it can be harder. harder. Yeah. I think to- you're totally right. It really depends on the circumstances of how you met and how you broke up. Mm-hmm. I think that it's always, you always need way more time than you think you will to be yep. friends. Like I'm friends with my ex who we haven't dated for like, five or six years so mm-hmm. it's like yeah that's a long time that's like a completely new person you've shed all your skin a completely new person yeah. that's what I think of all the time I'm like sometimes when we do hang out even I'm like we're not we're completely different people mm-hmm. than we were when we dated so it's not even that it doesn't feel the same like when we hang out I almost never think I'm hanging out with my ex yeah I don't exactly. even think that I'm just like mm-hmm. I'm hanging out with my friend and yeah but even like I would say like under three years, it seems impossible to. It me. really, it really kind of is because even when we would hang out mm-hmm. after, and it was, but what, like you said, less than three years of. Uh-huh. I if, would, or if it's really short relationship, then I yeah, like my, that's my different roommate, too. Yeah, my roommate, one of her friends, she made all of her friends through like Hinge, like mm-hmm. Hinge dates, you know. Yeah. So just like kind of fun. Yeah, it's yeah. like you, you kind of hang out with them for a little bit, and you're like, I think I might just like want to be friends yeah, with this person and totally. like I think that's different too because you don't have this like super intimate yeah. deep attachment long, connection yeah with them. Yep. but I think you're right with something longer like there's two types of like being friends there's like you're actually friends you hang out with that person like yeah I have an ex where like we're gonna be in a Dungeons and Dragons week, <laughs> you know like, of course shout out to him like shout out to him we yeah, love him he listens I, to every episode yeah, he's the best yeah he <laughs> You know, he he was like, I want you to be in my life. Like, I want to be friends, you know? Yeah. And I like, that's great. Like, I think that's like true friendship there. Mm-hmm. There's also, it's like, I care about you and I want to check up on you. I don't want to see you, but like, yeah. we can like, I, I'll text you, make sure you're doing okay. Because yeah. I care about you. And yeah. That, I don't know if I'd call that like friendship, but I would be, call that being cordial and like caring about someone. And then maybe eventually that can turn into a friendship. Yeah. After a while. But I think, like, if you did care about them, it's totally understandable that you want to check up on them. Yeah. Don't be, like, all up in their business all the time. Like, there's definitely boundaries. But if you just want to check in and see how they're doing, I think, in my opinion, that's acceptable. I don't know if everyone would agree with that. Yeah, I think it, again, depends. Like, 
I think in the situations that you're doing that, it's like you're not, I think really what has to be done is like a boundary has to be set or you have to have a conversation and know that like, if you want to be friends with this person, you know that like you're not going to feel romantically towards them again. Mm -hmm. And like, otherwise it is just going to end up being like a situation where one person still has feelings or both people or, you know, it's just like someone gets hurt. And I think once you do reach a place where you're like, I'm not going to date this person again, but I like hanging out with them because I like them as a person and I like their friendship. I think that's when it can be like, like you said, like a true friendship, you know? Yeah, totally. And like you're in the same place in life. Like Mm -hmm. it's different if like, okay, that person got married. It's like, "Mm, you're probably not gonna be friends. Like Mm -hmm. they're not gonna be like, I'm going to hang out with my ex. And the wife's like, the fuck you are. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. And it's obviously like with all relationship stuff, it's completely based on the circumstance. Yeah. I think an important thing to remember is no relationship is the same and no breakup is the same. And so you're going to deal with it how you're going to deal with it. Don't let anyone tell you that you're dealing with it wrong. Yeah. So I think we've beaten that with a dead horse. Yeah. <laughs> with? <laughs> I love saying that wrong. Goodbye. I- <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, yeah, but actually but I think, definitely... I think that was great. Beating, I think we I think we covered horse. a lot of things. Um, we did beat it with a dead horse. Um yeah, we've covered a lot of topics. We're going to break up with this topic now. Yeah, we are. We're never going to talk about it We're again. We're never going to talk about it again. No, we might. So um, but it is nice that, like, mm-hmm. neither of us are in that situation. Like, it is, once you get, it's just a true testament to the fact that, like, once you get some space from something, you can see it more clearly. Mm-hmm. And you can see that, like, there are so many different ways to deal with it and ways to move forward and ways to start building a new life without this person. And it can be done. It will be done. You will do it and time will heal it and you'll get through it and i think those things are you'll be okay good to remember yeah Mm -hmm. you do be okay you do be okay though (laughs) you do do be okay okay. though and if you're and if you're ever struggling you can just send us an email because we don't check our email and i check it i have um, it on my phone so you can send us an email or a dm (laughs) you can also um read and review us on podcast that will make you you can also make you feel better i know this is the last coping mechanism rate and review us on (laughs) itunes Oh, and God. Follow, and following us on Instagram mm-hmm. at So Good So Far Podcast. Yep. You can also follow me at Nicole Pilgrim. And you can follow me at Jackie's Attic. I promise you 100% guarantee that'll make you feel a little bit better. Yes, it will. We post good content. We're fun. We're hilarious. Usually, yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. And we're nice. Sometimes Most we're really tired. Today, we're super tired, but I feel like we still beat that with a dead horse pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh. and dead horses are really heavy, and they don't help you at all because they're dead. Yeah, it's okay. crazy. <laughs> you would not so think. Sorry about that. Thanks for joining us for another week. Mm-hmm. And it's been so, so good, good so, so far. far. Goodbye, Bye, guys. But sometimes I would come upstairs and she would be having sex. Sometimes she would leave the fucking door open. I'd be home, my room was downstairs. Mm-hmm. Her room was upstairs. I'd come upstairs and go in the kitchen. She'd be having sex with the door open. I remember that happened one time and I was like, and she had the light on. <laughs> and like, it was one of those things where you'd have to go down the hall and turn the corner and then go into her room. But like at one certain point when you walk by the hallway, you can see in her room just like for a second. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and they were having some raunchy fucking sex. The shit they were saying, I was like, whoa, <laughs> I need to step up my game. <laughs> Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs>